Well, praise the Lord. Amen. I tell you what, I don't know if I can preach after that or not. I may just throw my notes away. But my wife's saying, don't do that because she knows it takes twice as long if I don't have notes. Uh, thank you, choir. My, my, my. You know, there are a lot of folk getting rid of their choirs today. It's not scriptural. Yeah, the choir is useful for two things. Number one, in uh, Psalms, uh, they're talking about praising the Lord with the choir. And the other thing the choir is useful for is if we get in a war, the choir always goes first. That's scriptural. That's scriptural now. I'm telling you the truth. With my hand raised, that's scriptural. <laughs> uh, turn, if you would, to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. And I saw... Michael walked in just a few moments ago, and Michael and Darla, Michael's mama went to be with the Lord this last week. We continue to pray for you, Michael, also. Hebrews 10.25 tells us that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a man of some are. And we've been looking through Hebrews, this, really this whole month of January, and God gave me a little slogan. Now, I hadn't run it by the staff, but they'll do what I tell them to do. <laughs> I was thinking about our theme for 2024 would be so much the more in 24. It's not that we need the anointing of God. We need so much the more. We need a double portion. We, we, man, we need a double portion of what God has to offer us. I, I'll be honest with you, telling you the truth. In my 52 years, I, I've never been as excited at a place as I am right now today. Uh, man, I, I know some of y'all still not sold on this double schedule, but our, our, our attendance has skyrocketed. We're, we're, we're seeing over 1,000, right at 1,000 and over 1,000 in worship in this place on Sunday morning between here and, 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 and uh, Mason Creek. And our Bible study attendance is 115 more than it was a year ago. And folk are being saved. And people are joining the church. And I just tell you right now, I've, I've always tried to be excited. I said, Lord, please don't let me be a dull, dumb, or, you know, I want to be excited. Uh, but I've never been more excited about what I believe God wants to do than right here in this place in this next year. I think, I think it's going to usher in the coming of the Lord. I, oh, it'd be happy with me if it was this morning, but uh, it wouldn't with a lot. But I, we need to pray for more. I still believe that we've just touched the hem of his garment as to what God has. I hadn't seen nor ear heard what the Father has in store for those who love him and called according to his purpose. I, I'm reminded of Jacob uh, by the banks of Peniel. Uh, and he wrestled with God all night long. And he said, God, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And when he woke up that next morning, he saw the face of God. The sun came up. He had a touch from God. He never was the same after that. I think about Jabez where he prayed, God, enlarge my coast. He's God, I, I'm satisfied with my salvation, and I'm satisfied with what you've done, and You've wiped my sins away, and you've got me out of bondage and out of slavery. But, oh, God, I, I want to grow more. I want to be more for you today than I've ever been before. I hope somebody can say that today. 
And when this year is over with, we want to be closer to God and more for God than we've ever been before. Elijah, in 2 Kings chapter 2, looking at verse 9. If you would stand, please, in honor of God's holy, inspired, inerrant, all-sufficient word. It came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel. And the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more. He took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back, stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the God, the Lord God of Elijah? When he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him, bowed themselves to the ground before him. God, I pray this morning, we would decrease and you would increase. Lord, in these few moments... May your Holy Spirit be welcome in this place. We love you. We can't, we can't operate without you. It's all you, God. We're nothing. We're nothing. Don't let people see me. Let them see you high and lifted up, exalted as King of kings and Lord of lords. And I pray during this invitation time, Lord, there are folks that I'm talking to right now that are so close to the flames of hell. Oh, God. Would you save them before it's too late? God, convict them of their sin. May their hearts be stirred and may they be obedient to you for eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Elisha, he got what he asked for. He got what he sought for. He got what he looked for. He got what he knocked for. He got what he longed for. But God has never filled and empowered any believer until, first of all, they've come to the Lord Jesus Christ and said, I deny the flesh. The mentality is not going to get it done. Our plans are nothing. We need an anointing. We need a breath of fresh air from the Holy Spirit of God. Elijah said, double my portion. Jabez said, enlarge my coast. Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go, God. Mm. There's steps. Names mean something in the Old Testament. Uh, different names mean different things. But not only do names mean something, places mean something. And so I want to just look, I, I've got about six points, and we're not going to get past one. I know that. <laughs> I admit it already. We're not going to get past it. I know that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, but this one point is a long point, okay? Hey, don't, don't think. 
that, that, that uh, it's going to be short. But anyway, it, it, it's good. It's good, okay? I want us to look down the path that Elisha had to travel in order to get a double portion from God. Mm. Have we got that slide? There you go. Thank you. He starts in Gilgal. We'll just read it out of the Bible. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. It came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. So take that pen and circle that place, Gilgal, right there. And then you go on down and read in verse 2, and, and Elisha said unto Elisha, tarry here. Stay here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And then circle that little town of Bethel there. And, and then if you look down in verse 4, Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here. I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. So just circle that little town there of Jericho there. And, and then look down in verse 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. That's the, that's the double portion place right there. Now let me tell you something. You don't get a double portion by starting at Jordan. You don't get a double portion by starting at Jericho. You don't even get a double portion by starting in Bethel. You've got to go all the way back to Gilgal. That's step one. That's first base. If you don't go back to Gilgal, there's no chance that you're going to get a double portion. God's never did a double portion, never anointed a person with the Holy Spirit of God, unless, first of all, he started at Gilgal. Now, I, I really wanted to do this with four men, but I'm, I, my whole sermon, you have to stand up here the whole time. Uh, have we got four men that want to do that? Huh? All right, Dan, come on down. Drew, come on down. Uh, John, come on down. I need a big guy. Where's Brent? Brad? Smallwood, where are you at? Huh? Oh, he's all, oh, he was in the early service. Okay, I need a big guy. Come on down here, Mark Foster. He's short, but he's a big guy. I need, I need somebody to represent Jericho. And I'll tell you what, you're, you're going to be all the way over here. You're going to represent Gilgal. This is Gilgal, amen? And you're going to represent Bethel. Okay. You love Bethel, don't you? Sure okay. Do. And Mark, you're going to represent uh, Jericho. Amen. Big walls. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Only city under judgment, Jericho. I need one more guy. Uh, Wes, come on down, Wes. <laughs> I'm just going to throw my notes away. It ain't going to be any good to... <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Amen. All right. All right. Don't they look good? Amen. Well, I want to tell you, the first place up there is Gilgal over here. That's Dan. Now, you say, what in the world does Gilgal have to do with our steps walking toward a double portion for God? Well, you see, it was about 400 years or so. The children of Israel were in bondage. They were in slavery in a place called Egypt. And they begin to cry out, oh God, hear our prayer. 400 years they were there. And they cried out and they sought the Lord. And the Bible says God heard their prayer. He saw their needs. He saw them where they were. And, and God said, I'm going to send a deliverer to you. 
and you sent a man by the name of Moses. And you remember <clears throat> in that time, the plagues went in time after time after time, and the miracles of God was time after time after time. <clears throat> and finally, God said, all right, Moses, children of Israel, here's your ticket out of here. Here's your ticket out of here. Well, what, 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 what do you mean, here's our ticket out of here? I'll tell you what you do. God said, I want you to go and slay a lamb. And I want you to take the blood of that lamb. And you're going to paint it on the doorpost of every house. Every house. And I'm going to come through at midnight and I'm going to have the death angel with me. And every house that don't have the blood on it, the firstborn going to die. But when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Hello, that's why it's called Passover. I'm trying to teach you all something this morning. Amen? That's why it's Passover. When I see the blood, I'm going to pass over. And literally, the Spirit of God passed over. Every Israelite was saved. And you remember, Pharaoh said, hey, I tell you what. Get out of here. I don't want to see y'all again. You take your cattle. You take the gold. You take everything. Get out of here. I don't ever want to see you again. Well, they did. They run into a problem because the army was coming after them. Isn't that just like an enemy to change his mind? He's coming after them. There's nowhere to go on the left or the right. There's nowhere to go in the middle. That's a Red Sea. Unless some of you left... Let me use a kind word. I can't say theologians. It'd have to be nut jobs, I guess. I, uh, some of you left guys think that it was a sea of reeds. If you've been educated in a college, they probably told you that. Just remember, the sea of reeds was never more than six inches deep. And God destroyed the entire Egyptian army in that six inches of water. Amen? Amen. I mean, when you try to make something up, it gets worse than it does. It was the Red Sea... And God opened it up, and they come through on dry ground. And then the entire Egyptian army was drowned. They never have to worry about them again. Never have to worry about them. And so when they got on the other side, the place on the other side was called Gilgal. It's Gilgal. It was Gilgal that their ticket got out of Egypt. And so when they got to Gilgal, they said, you take 12 stones. 12 stones and those stones will be a remembrance of what God has done here that God has delivered us from bondage God has delivered us from slavery oh listen to me and every time we come by here you're going to remember it was at Gilgal that my price was paid that's why on the front of this table down here it says, this do in remembrance of me. That ain't there for decoration. That's there to remind us. It's like Gilgal, that every time we see this table, it's the blood of Jesus. It's the broken body of Jesus that has delivered us from sin. Taken us out of bondage. So we become very uh, familiar with Gilgal. Lord, that's a steep step. We love, we love Gilgal, Amen. Man. Listen to me. There is no way your sins can be washed away unless you come through the Son of God, through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. 
So Gilgal is the first base. Gilgal is where we, we give our hearts and life to Jesus Christ. Some of you in this place need to do that this morning. You don't need to wait on anybody else. You don't need to try to figure anything else out. You just need to say, hey, I know I'm a sinner, and there ain't a thing I can do about it, but already the price has been paid, and you can be delivered. Well, Elijah looks at Elisha, and he said, won't you tarry here? Because God has sent me to Bethel. Well, Elisha said, oh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you for the long haul. Isn't it amazing? That the first place that Elijah took Elisha after he was redeemed was to the house of God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> my, my, my. So he goes over to Bethel. And as he's there at Bethel, Beth means uh, uh, house, and El means God, Elohim, Shaddaiah. One time, Jacob said it was El Bethel, which means not only house of God, it means God is in the house. He's in the house. So the first place he takes him is to the house of God. God has never <coughs> given anyone a double portion that hadn't been through the house of God. Mark it down. How, I hear people all the time, well, I, I'm saved, I know I'm a Christian, but I, I just don't have no use for the church. How could you not love what Christ died for? How could you not love what Christ is coming for? He's coming for the church. So they go to the house of Bethel. Now, now I know some of you theologians are sitting there saying, Preacher, you got this mixed up. God not coming for the house of God. God's coming for the ecclesia. God's coming for the universal church. You know, I, I didn't fall off the turnip truck last night. I know that. But 96% of the times that the church is mentioned in the New Testament, it's talking about the local New Testament church. Let me ask you something. Where does the ecclesia meet? Where does the universal church meet? It meets at the house of God. That's where it meets. You, you know, the, the grace of God and growing and instruction and praise and fellowship and worship. I don't know about you, but by the time I go through Monday in this world, and I've got to live a sheltered life. I've been around some bricklayers. I know what they say. I've been around some sailors. I know what they say. Been around some carpenters and some roofers. Been around some refinery workers. Been, been around a lot of folk. I know what they say. I know what goes on. So by the time I've gone through Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, <laughs> I'm going to say like David, I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. You ought to be glad you were here this morning. This is where the glory spout is. This is where you get a hold of heaven's territory, right here in the house of God. It's Bethel. I don't have anything against Longview Mall or Town Center or Walmart. God love them. Super One. Bass Pro Shop. Chick-fil-A, where it's their pleasure. 
But the only place that I can go to get into heavenly territory, to get into a place that's designated for the worship and the praise and the instruction and the glorification and the grace and the nurturing is the church. So step one, you've got to have salvation. You don't have salvation. Don't worry about going to church. You say, well, I don't want nothing to see Jesus. Best thing you do is go on out, eat a donut out here. There's some out here in the back somewhere. Get you a cup of coffee and just go on back to sleep. Because I want to tell you what, if you don't come by way of the cross, you ain't coming. And then the moment that you do get saved, you, you want to go to the house of God. You want to get baptized. You want to hook up with other believers. You want to be saved. You want to be fellowshiped. You want to be encouraged. You want to be exhorted. But you also want to be one that exhorts others too. That's Bethel. There's a place. When you move on down the line, there's a place that's going to cost you something. There's a place that you're going to have to pay the price. Oh, it's been wonderful at Bethel. And it's been wonderful at Gilgal. When you come up to Jericho, wow, the doorway to the promised land got a problem some dude has come before and built a giant wall that's so big I can't get over it and it's so wide and so thick that I can't tunnel through it and inside that giant wall is idolatry adultery immorality ungodly living all of that is inside those walls of Jericho. Now you listen to me this morning. That will keep you from getting your double portion. Let me say them again. Inside those walls are idolatry, adultery, immorality, and ungodly living. And that will keep you from getting a double portion. Now, I've already been to Gilgal. I've been saved. Thank God the Holy Spirit saves us and seals us to the day of redemption. We're saved, you're saved. Amen? Amen? Thank God I've been to Bethel. I'm in the church. I'm excited. And Elijah said, won't you tarry here? God sent me to Jericho. No, no, no. He said, as the Lord wills, as my soul liveth, I'm not, I'm not going back. I'm staying right here. And so he gets to Jericho. And... Uh, Hey, my soul, he, he, he says, you know, this is too big. This is too big. But standing outside those gates is the captain of my salvation, Jesus Christ. And he said, boys, <laughs> what did you come down here for? Are you with him or are you with us? He said, I didn't come down here to be with anyone of y'all. I came down here to take over. And he said, if you'll join hands with me, and if you'll be obedient, I said, if you'll be obedient and you'll walk with me, we'll see those walls crumble and come down. Mm. <laughs> that which defeated me are inside that city. I got walls in my life. And you don't have to look at me like, oh my God, what did the preacher say? 
because you got walls in your life too. Huh? I got problems in my life. You got problems in your life too. I got hang-ups in my life. You got hang-ups in your life too. I got some junk. I got some giants. But I remind you this morning that we're not some ragtag little old group of people. We've got the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're the church of the living God. And I'm telling you, as they joined hands and they circled around that building, nobody said a word. I know there wasn't Baptist. <laughs> One day, two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, and on the seventh day, seven times, man, those walls came down. Those walls came down. <laughs> Rahab's in there, got a single red scarlet line. And she's saved. Mm. Y'all, y'all just going to have to excuse me for a minute. Lord, you remember that time I was eight years old. And I was there in that church at Corrigan. Lord, you remember that Wednesday night. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. God, I came down to be saved. I came to, even as a little boy to realize that I couldn't save myself. And I knew I didn't want to go to hell. God, I came down and I surrendered my life to you. And Lord, you saved me that night. And Lord, I'm still yours. I'm still yours. Lord, I remember that night when I was 17 years old. And I went in a back barn down on the lower part of our property. And Lord, I gave my whole life to you. I said, Lord, I surrender all. You do what you want to with me. God, you, I thought it was going to be music and youth, and Lord, you had different plans, and we didn't plan on that, but oh God, I stand here today saying the same thing. Lord, God, have mercy. I surrender all. I'm not going to turn back. We're Jericho. And Elijah says, Elisha, Come here, Lawson. Come here. This is, he's going to be the young man. I'm going to be the old man. He's Elisha, and I'm Elijah. And I say, young man, won't you just stay right here? Because it's a long journey all the way over there to the Jordan. Won't you just stay right here? What are you going to tell me? Yes, sir. Uh, no, you're not. All right. You, you be the old man. <laughs> I'll be the young man, all right? And you're telling me. Why don't you just stay here? And I say, Elijah, as the soul, my soul liveth, and as the Lord God reigneth, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to go on with you all the way. Amen? Amen. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, amen. I'm going to go all the way. Now, uh, it's going to be rough. going to be rough. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen? All right, so we can do it. So we're going to walk on down here to the Jordan. And uh, now I've got to be old man again, all right? <laughs> You're the young man. Let me ask you something, young man, Elisha. 
What do you want me to do for you? You want me to give you more land? You want me to give you more cows? You want me to give you more money? You want me to give you more houses? You want me to give you more wives? What, 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 do, you, what do you say? Okay, I'm going to be the young man again. <laughs> Elijah, if you'll just do this, I want a double portion of your spirit. That's what I want. All right, I'm going to be the old man again. Well, let me tell you right now, son, you've asked for a hard thing. That's difficult. But I want to tell you what. If you see me, I'm almost at my end. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be here much longer. And when you see me go up, if you see me go up, you're going to get a double portion of my spirit, of God. If you don't, you won't. Okay? You understand that? Okay? So we're walking on. It's the Jordan. Mm-mm. Land of promise. Whew. And we get there, and all of a sudden, here comes a chariot. The skies have split. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That reminds me of that rapture that's coming. Amen? Amen. In the twinkling of an eye, nobody going to know. It's gone. All right, back to the thing. Here, here comes. And, and, and I'm being taken up, and you're watching me. And I take off, and I say, you know, th this old man don't mean a whole lot to a lot of people, but I've slept on it, and I've prayed on it, and I've lived on it, and all that, and, and it means something to me. It's very special. And as I'm going up, I throw that mantle back down. And you know what God says to Elisha? He said, pick it up. Pick it up. Listen to me. God's not going to do something for you that you can do for yourself. He said, pick it up. And now you're the old man now. You can go sit down. You're, <laughs> you're in heaven now. Amen. Didn't he do a great job? <laughs> you're, you're in heaven now. <laughs> I, I want to tell you, when you come to that Jordan River, old Elijah said, I, Elisha said, I don't want to just get a little bit. I want a double portion. And he sees Elijah going up, and he says, all right now. Now, you've never done this. You're too spiritual for this. But I imagine Elijah said, uh, I've come too far to turn back now. And so he takes that mantle, and he goes over to the Jordan River. He's over here at the Jordan River. <laughs> and he says this. Where is the God of Elijah? Where is the God of Elijah? Is he here? He takes that mantle. He strikes that water. And it opens up. There's the God of Elijah. You may be asking today. Thank you guys. Y'all can go. You may be asking today. Where is the God of Elijah? For some of you, he's over at Gilgal. You need to go there and meet him. You need to be covered by the blood of Jesus. For some of you, he's at Bethel. And he's right there in the church. And you're having a great time and you're fellowshipping and you come in on Sunday and you're smiling and everything's just looking really good. And, but you're hung up between Bethel and Jericho. And there's some things you ought to get right with God. 
And I can just tell you, I'll be honest with you, I can't help you get right with God. I don't want to know about your sin. I got more than I can deal with myself. You do that at the altar when you get before God and you talk with him. And then there's some of you here that you're walking with God and you're ready to cross that Jordan River. You ready? But you don't want to just cross the Jordan. You don't want to just be filled with the Spirit. You don't want to just be anointed. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We want a double portion. We, we want the double portion. Why? Well, because we've got family and we've got friends that need Jesus. And they need to see somebody that's been filled with the Spirit of God that has been changed. Their life has been changed. Not, listen, I go back to that uh, over here all the way to Gilgal. Because some of you are saying this. You go back to Gilgal, and God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Not when I see the lamb tied to the doorstep. Not when I see that you've killed the lamb, but you've left him in the, in the parking lot. But when I see the blood, when you're obedient, when you've done what God called you to do, I'll pass over. Stand with me. Father, I pray today in Jesus' name, you'll speak to hearts. Whatever you want them to do, God, this is your service. This is your church. This is your salvation. This is everything we have belongs to you. So, Lord, we have you. Just have your way in every life that's in this place today. We're going to praise you. And we're going to thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.